If you would uh, bow your heads, please. Dear God, we come to you now to speak directly to us, dear Lord. You have the message planned for each and every one of us. Let us hear it and let us go out and live it as you live through us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We're talking about 2023 being a year of healing. And uh, we've uh, been in Luke 5. So um, this, is a, this is a special set of verses. Um, this is one that really speaks to me. And one that I have studied a lot over the years. And uh, this, is, uh, this is an interesting story. And there's a lot in here. There's a lot to unpack. And you can probably spend a, several years on just this one interaction here between this man and, and Jesus Christ. We're in Luke chapter 5. And it said, uh, now it happened on a certain day. As Jesus was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law setting by who had come out from every town, Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem. And I love this line here. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Kind of piggyback on what Mike's testimony was. that He thought he was the best guy in the room. Ended up being the, as Paul said, I'm the dirtiest sinner among all men. And uh, that is the attitude, that is the, the spirit that is required for atonement and forgiveness and salvation. And, uh, and I love how this uh, line is tagged on to the end of this verse because you have these men, these Pharisees, who are proud religious men who have been learned. They have been usually the smartest guys in the room or think they're the smartest guys in the room. And they have come, and they have come not for any other reason but to try to trip up Jesus and to catch him in some kind of uh, error or to confuse him so that they can dismiss him and um, either arrest him or, or shoo him away and be done with this guy, this guy who has stirred up so much commotion in, in, among the, the regular people. And we have here some proud men setting, have come and they're setting by. And then it says here that the power of the Lord was present to save them, to heal them. And they don't want it because they think they're the smartest guy in the room. They think that they're the best, and they're missing out. They're missing out. And I love the imagery here. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed. So now we have a guy who had, and I'm just gonna tell you, if you're paralyzed back in the days of Jesus, life was rough unless you were born into a rich family that really, really loved you. There's no way to get a job. You were pretty much um, set to beg all your life. But this, this guy seems to have some, some friends, some people who really love him. And it says that they brought a man on a bed who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before Jesus. So they are here with a mission. They have brought this guy with a mission. Now, now listen, listen to this part. Read it for what it says here, because this is highly critically important, and it makes a, a point that we need to hear understand, digest, and live with today. We need to hear this point. And it says, and they could not find how they might bring him in. They couldn't find a way to get this guy in to see Jesus Christ. Do you know why? Too many proud men sitting around him. Um, church, let's don't be the reason people don't get to Jesus Christ. I think we have become obstacles to Jesus Christ. I think we have been uh, a blockage 
to people who are trying to get to Jesus Christ. And here it is. He has the power to heal them. So let's don't be the reason why people don't get to Jesus Christ. And it says they could find no way that they might bring him in because of the crowd. They went, so they went up, got up on the rooftop, took their, their brother in his bed and got him up on the rooftop, let him down through the tiling. And it said they lowered his bed through the tiling and put laid him right there in the midst before Jesus Christ. And I, I love the imagery as you see these proud men sitting probably in their very uh, ceremonial outfits, all their fancy outfits and clean and how they are set apart just by the mere presence and the, the clothing that they're wearing. And can't you see these guys who have crawled up on the roof and they're up there and they start moving the, the tiling and, the, and all that and the dust is falling down and it's falling down on these guys and they're looking up like, what is going on here? You know, and then all of a sudden here comes the, and they're lowering this guy with the, you know, with the, with the, who's paralyzed right in, right in front of Jesus Christ. They bypassed him because of their faith, because of their faith. They know that Jesus Christ can heal this guy because of their, now listen to this. Here, here's the word that I use every Sunday, hopefully, but I don't forgive me because of their love for their friend. Let me say this, church, let us have the kind of love that no matter what obstacles are standing in front of people, we love them enough to get them in front of Jesus Christ. Amen? And they, they found the way. They got him in front of Jesus Christ, not only because of the faith that they have in Jesus Christ, but also because of the love they have for their brother. And it says, and when he saw their faith, when Jesus met eye-to-eye -eye contact, there, boy, there's a whole sermon there about having eye-to-eye -eye contact with Jesus Christ. Because there's one day where we all have eye-to-eye -eye contact with Jesus Christ, and you're either, you're either changed forever or you're not. And then there's going to come a day where we have eye-to-eye -eye contact on Judgment Day. And there, God's going to ask, why should I let this one in? He's done this, done that, didn't do this, did that again. And hopefully... Jesus Christ will look at us straight in the eyes. As he says, take this one in. He's covered by my blood. He belongs to me. Let him be in heaven forever. And it says he saw their faith. And he says to them, man, your sins are forgiven you. He didn't heal him. What did he do? He gave him atonement. You know what? Sometimes there is something better than physical healing. Hmm. For those of us struggling physically, that's not nice to hear, is it? Huh? Tough to hear. But I'm here to tell you that there is something greater than physical, and it is spiritual, everlasting life. And that's the healing Jesus Christ gives. And that's the thing he takes on first and foremost, is he says, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and the Pharisees, the proud men covered now in the dust, who's sitting around, obstacles to Jesus Christ, couldn't get to this guy because they're in the way. They are not acknowledging the healing power that they need from the man sitting right there in front of them. And it says the scribes begin to reason. That's, that's, being, that's being very gracious to them when it says that they were reasoning. And it says, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Amen? But when Jesus 
And here, hear this, hear this verse. Okay, hear this right here. When Jesus perceived their thoughts, that is a horrible, is that not the worst verse you ever heard in your life? That Jesus Christ can perceive your thoughts? I don't want Jesus Christ to perceive anything in my head. 99% of the time, or the other three people that are in there talking to me. I don't want him to hear any of them, all right? But that's going on. And he has perceived their thoughts. He knows what they're up to. He knows all the ways that they despise him, all the ways that they are challenging, trying to challenge him, the way that they're trying to label him a blasphemer. And it says, and he answered to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Can't you probably feel the cold chills that come on them when he says that? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? Well, here are some people who are right in the midst of it, and they've seen this guy get lower down. Don't you imagine his legs are withered? Skin and bones, no muscle tone whatsoever. And they're looking at each other like, is he going to ask this guy to get up and walk? That's, that's, that's impossible. Nothing's going to happen. He's going to just say, he's just going to be breathing real loud in words. And you know what they're reasoning. Well, first of all, they're saying, you know, it's, it's blasphemy to say you can... You can forgive sin, so that's this guy's nuts. Second of all, he's crazier than we thought because he thinks he can get this guy to get up and walk. And then he says, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And he says to the man, he turned, because first he said to the Pharisees, and he's looking at them, and he says, just so you know that the power is here on earth to forgive sins. Then he looks at the guy who's paralyzed. And he says, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. You know what? Here, here, here's what something we need to think about. Is that there's been times when Jesus has turned to us and said, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And sometimes we're still sitting with the Pharisees. Okay? Make sure you're not with the Pharisees. Make sure you're a person of faith. Make sure you're a person whose faith is in, of action. Make sure that you've got some friends who will take the time to lower you down in front of Jesus Christ. Make sure that you're on the right side of this story, okay? Immediately, he rose up, stood up before him, the one that had been lying down, and he departed to his house glorifying God. He was healed. First, he was saved, and then he was healed. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen some strange things today. Let me add one more thought here. He has a very interesting request. Why does he ask him to take up his bed and take it home with him? You know what? The way that we're saved, the way that we're healed, the way that our lives are changed, put back on the tracks again, all through the love, power of Jesus Christ, sometimes he's going to ask you to carry that bed around. You know why? Because it is the proof, it is the object of who we used to be that we no longer are, and it is showing people who need to arise, take up their bed, and go home, that they too can arise and take up their bed and go home. We all have our ministry. And sometimes people want to, the devil does this where he tells you, you know, like, be ashamed of who you used to be. Keep that stuff quiet. 
don't talk about that. Don't talk about who you used to be. You know, just stay quiet and enjoy who you are. And I'm telling you that Jesus Christ wants you sometimes to embrace who you used to be, not because of the, it was great, not because it was good, but because of the amount of power Jesus Christ has that can take you from who you used to be to who you are now. And through us, people's lives are changed. Pick up your bed, carry it for the ministry. Be people of action, be people of faith. And if you got someone paralyzed that needs help, be a friend who will climb the roof to lower them down to get them in front of Jesus Christ. Don't be an obstacle. Thank you for tuning into Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142 North, El Dorado, Illinois, 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church.